Prologue Rise Again 1965 She comes awake with an urgency she doesn't at first understand, surrendering the overbright tidelands of dream to the sightless dark of her waking day. She had dreamt a campfire upon a shadow-polished beach, a heap of burning driftwood, orange with flame, and out upon the rim of the world a pairing of sun to redden the westward ocean. Burnt swell-tips flashing beneath a dark sky, touched with a pale light that lit the low bellies of rain clouds. Wet black sand and a jagged chain of yellowy foam to mark the snarl of tide across wave-cut stone. Sparks from the fire rose in a spray to fall and lie like bright jewels upon the shore. They flared and died and flared again in the wild yellow eyes of the wolf that watched her from the forest rising dark and quiet from the low cliffs behind. This the landscape of dream that she had fled to wake. Jane Daoming Pool stirs early, while it's still cool while she can still yet feel the night's last darkness sweep slowly over her sleep-becalmed face. Dawn-colored shadows fill soft declivities where once her eyes looked upon the world and took delight in it. She lies all a-tremble, for it was the howl of a wolf from the forest spilling off Hurricane Ridge far above the rest home that woke her. Gone now, if ever it was at all. She lies quiet a moment more, then sighs and pushes back the covers to let her body's fierce heat seek the upper corners, as though to lend the cool, nondescript room something of her own character. Breathing, she tastes from the cracked open window the fecund odor of the wilderness beyond the grounds, tastes sunlight, and beyond the sunlight bitter cold. And so she wakes completely. Old now, She has become gray and frail beyond all her childhood reckonings of age. Of necessity, she rises slowly, moves carefully into the kitchen space of the little studio apartment. By rote, by touch, by measured pacing from counter to refrigerator to drawer to counter again, Dao Ming moves thoughtlessly through her daily ritual of morning coffee. Sitting at the formica table by the window, she waits for the day's light, imagining, in the way she was taught to imagine, the sun gilding crusts of cloud, high bright shelves of airy wonder, touching the forest below and sparking like strange fire on the peaks of the mountains east and west. She sees there sun cups pressed into high snowfields that never melt, that are laced with watermelon fungus that never moves and feeds on sunlight and is always full. The night retreats beyond the sea, and the landscape's darkness is slowly conquered by degrees of light. Uncoiling her stiff fingers from around the warm coffee mug, she splays them on the tabletop in a pane of sun. Gradually, warmth sinks through to her palms, eases up around her finger joints to dull the old, cold aches at palm heel and knuckle. Her soft aubergine eye sockets are uncovered so that she might sense the quality of light and realize the day. And all the while she shuttles a piece of splayed bullet, 
long imprinted by shattered bone, crazed by muscle fibers pressed against it, where it had burrowed hotly into his living body, dry and light and old as the American Civil War, along one of two cords that hang about her neck. At seven o'clock every morning the nurse taps lightly at her door with his four knuckles, and every morning when he sees Dao Ming at her table with her coffee, he lightly scolds her for it. By then she has remembered to put on her dark glasses, because she knows how it bothers him to see her naked face, that the old ruins of her mad apple eyes, testimony to the outrageous violence of her youth, offend him.